When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week, we are partnered with HelloFresh and Rocket Money. Yeah. All right. All right. The film kicks off in 1961 and takes place over the following two years. Yeah, it was like a couple of years. But in reality, Mary Jackson became the first black female engineer in NASA in 58 in Dorothy Obama history of becoming a supervisor more than a decade early in 1949. Oh, wow. they did some drama. Yeah. They still, they still made that impact in history. They still made their mark. By earlier. getting these positions, graduations, the three women's closeness. I was really wondering about oh. this. Because they're barely together in the film. That hurts. That hurts they're that ba- they were barely, close. They're barely, well, let's find out. Let's find out. All right. All right. Mary Catherine and Dorothy didn't actually cross paths as much as in the film. They seemed like they were best buds. Right. And they definitely weren't close friends who attended events for family milestones. This narrative change put the women together in a variety of scenarios where they actually would have worked together frequently. Emphasizing their closest in the film, let them express themselves to other women who are in a similar situation to themselves. But it's also not really true. Yeah, you see, I had just a very because uh, none uh, of their stories really related to each other. Because I was like, what a coincidence that the three of them would be best friends <laughs> and, and go to work together and also make these like massive achievements in individual spots in their personal. Like, uh, what a crazy. These are the coolest friends I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's still massively impressive what they've done, but Friendship yeah, that, goals. <laughs> once I realized like they're not really sharing that many scenes together and it's really mainly Catherine's story, mm-hmm. I started questioning the validity of how close they were. All right. Police incident. Uh, yeah, that carpool scene is probably made up because they didn't actually hang out with each other. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Well, hold on a sec. Okay. Catherine made told women aren't allowed in briefings. I can believe right. that. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, that's actually pretty accurate of how she uh, got in to the huh. briefings. That's cool. That's awesome. Ooh, Kevin Costner's character. All right. Let's see. He plays. He's not a real guy. Al Harrison. <laughs> Harrison is not her real history. <laughs> Movies. The director wasn't able to secure the rights to portray the real person who wanted to. So create a. Character who is a composite of three different NASA directors. Oh, my okay. God. Car- similarly, Jim Parson wasn't real, which is for the best considering his racist and sexist attitudes. Find the woman that Kirsten Dunst played, Vivian Mitchell, is also a fictional creation. Oh, oh wow. Holy shit. Our three main whiteies ain't even real whiteies. Wow. Because the real white people were so bad, they couldn't <laughs> be on screen. <laughs> Costner was like, I want to be the super white. <laughs> yeah. Let them be subtly racist or <laughs> not so subtle. Getting rid of the segregated toilet. Wrong. Aww. And one of the most satisfying moments of the movie, Kevin Costner's character dramatically smashes the sign for the color lady's bathroom. There are a few problems with this scene. One, Costner did not exist. <laughs> Second, segregation ended at Langley in 1958. Oh, wow. Some critics argue that this created an unnecessary white savior moment. Hey, 
There's always room for a white savior moment. What else do they have in a movie like this? The movie screenwriter and director Theodore Melfi countered that there needs to be white people who do the right thing. There needs to be black people who do the right thing. And someone does the right thing. And so who cares who does the right thing? As long as the right thing is achieved. Before we read the rest. (laughs) Theodore Melfi, are you white or black? I must find out because, you know... It's a fair point. He's a white guy. He's white. <sighs> he did a good job, though. Look good. It's a good. It was. It was a, so it like was a your movie, movie, man. It's a good movie. Great looking wife. <laughs> Kimberly <laughs> Quinn. Awesome. I I don't know who you you people are. All right. Um, I like the movie, guys. All right. Katherine Johnson computing John Glenn's trajectory. That is correct. Hell yeah. When That's he became awesome. the first American to do so in the movie, we see Catherine work on Glenn's trajectory, which is totally accurate, is that uh, when IBM computers seem to be giving them inconsistent numbers, Glenn really did ask for Johnson specifically to check out the figures for him. Oh. And that he was willing to fly that day if she confirmed them because hidden figures is a double meaning, Aaron. What? Yep. Talking about the oh figures, my. but also they're the figures in his history that have. Oh my God. I get Margaret Lee Shutter, <laughs> the author of the book, Hidden Figures. She is based on a book, dude. Okay. Uh, so the astronaut became a hero, looked to the black woman in this still segregated South at the time as one of the key parts of making sure his mission would be a success. Mm. It's what I'm talking about. That is a real, it's not really a savior moment. It's actually the black one who saved. But it makes him look great. Uh, <laughs> running half a mile to use the bathroom. Okay. Dramatic for dramatic effect. Uh, she had to works. walk half a mile to another building in order to use the colored bathroom. In fact, Mary Jackson who encountered the problem. Mary, it was Mary Jackson who encountered this problem, not Johnson. Mm. Both had started laying for the NAC. Okay. All right. They switched right. it around. Yeah. Catherine's, an experience, Catherine's experience of workplace racism Shocker. Um, is wrong. Catherine takes a stand against the segregation at NASA. The real Catherine has stated that racism didn't affect her much in the workplace. Everyone was oh, really nice. What? They brought her gifts every day. When she spoke to WHRO TV, she said, I didn't feel the segregation at NASA because everyone was there doing research. It actually is a shocker. You sarcasm had, at first. You had a mission and you worked on it. It was important to you to do your job and play bridge at lunch. I didn't feel any segregation. I knew it was there, but I didn't feel it. Perhaps to reflect price. I mean, you got to have the drama. Here's man. the thing. I feel like, because after seeing what they actually looked like, I'm going to say that like, there's a little colorism at play here. She's a very like fair-skinned, light-skinned black woman, which I feel like if she were the darker-skinned black woman, she would have gotten more harsher treatment. You think so? Definitely. Let's look her up. Catherine Langley. Especially back then, yeah. What's her last name? Lingley? Lingford? Uh, wasn't Johnson? Is it Johnson? She got married. Jim Johnson. Uh, but what was she known as? No, Langley's the place. <laughs> um, is, uh, yeah, I think you're right. God damn it. You might be right. Yeah, Catherine Johnson. Yeah, it's easy to remember. My bad. Two and a half hours on page for her. We got seven more minutes. We're right here. We need a yeah. Look co- at the, the colored photo. We need a colored photo of the black woman. That's not her. Is that her? Yeah, it's her. She's like she's like white passing. 
I mean, as a super old lady, maybe she got that way as she got older. I don't know. Maybe. Why, Why are all the one... younger photos in black and white? <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> I can't. I don't know, man. I mean, she, in some photos, she, she looks like definitely click, oh, click black. Where? I'm not saying she doesn't look black. I'm just saying because she's lighter skinned, that colorism is at play because they're like, you look closer to us in tone. Okay, we can be. And that was easier to accept. To yeah. But yeah, if she was like, like Daniel Kalua black, they'd be like, oh, I don't trust these colors. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, I mean, no, I do know. <laughs> it plays. It plays. Oh, yeah, that's fair. To that's a totally fair. Uh, segregation is very real in the straight. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, you kind of pick up on it as the movie goes that some of this is a little hokey pokey. Yeah, and that's why it I feels started, very Hollywood. That's why I just started making jokes because I was like, <laughs> you can just tell that some of this just is like, you know, yeah. that has that like Hollywood. But I can't lie to you guys. I enjoy it. I enjoy that kind of shit for some reason. Even when I'm watching it going like, come on. <laughs> or yeah, such a white savior movie. I I love them. I eat them up. I eat your white savior. <laughs> I I really do enjoy them. And um, I think there's just enough actual really good things in here that really work for me. I think it's a touching story. It still effectively gets the point across. Um, they, like the, the important part about it, like the... The important part about it that I think they got right is uh, the mark that they were able to make and hit like they really did become in they really did come into the positions that they came into as the first African-American woman to do so. You know, and, and a lot of the, and especially for someone like Katherine Johnson, did some very extremely pivotal, important stuff. And, and I think con conveying that is important, even if you have to, like, do some narrative bullshitting to get it done. <laughs> you know, I still think they got that point across. And uh, it, it got me curious to like want to look up what's value. Like, I just got to know. I got to yeah. find out. So you learn a little bit more about the truth behind it. And it's a story that I won't I will ultimately never forget. And I, my immediate reaction was like, oh, I'd love to see like a documentary about them, uh, like to really learn the truth. So I think for those purposes alone, it's good. It's, it's a touching story. It's another story about, you know, like, don't be racist because <laughs> you never know. Like they might be, you might be able to get some good gains from them, right? <laughs> the lesson to be learned. Yeah. Don't be don't racist. Be, don't be a freaking prick. Don't you be racist. Be able to, you might be able to benefit off of their knowledge and labor. And their labor. <laughs> Great choice of words. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. I, hey man, look, I'm not. Despite what you think, I have nothing against any people. <laughs> my dog's black. <laughs> <laughs> I vote for my dog twice. <laughs> well, that's funny. <laughs> that's my dog right there. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I also liked the movie. I will say that uh, part of me is like. I felt the hokiness of the movie too. And it, it does sadden me a little bit seeing some of these stuff. Some of the things that we looked up are uh, factually inaccurate, but you kind of sense that as you're watching as well. Well, let me ask, let me, let me put it to you like this then before we looked up this stuff. Yeah. Cause I can easily look at this stuff, but still know exactly how I feel about mm -hmm. the movie. Um, that does any of, before we looked it up, what was your feelings? 
Before we looked it up, I thought that 10 out of 10. Masterpiece. (laughs) Best black movie of the year. No, I think before I looked it up, or we looked it up, I thought it was entertaining. I think that, you know, I like the parallels between what the black experience was at the time versus what they were experiencing within their workplace. It wasn't to the severity of what they knew on the outside, but still it was present. And I just think that watching it, uh, yeah, it made me really grateful and it showed the strength of what it was like to be not only black, not only a woman, but both of those things within that workplace. And God knows being black and a woman is hard in America. So being black and a, and a woman in the 60s was even tougher. And the amount of strength West Virginia, my God, in West Virginia yeah. Yeah, and the strength you got to have on top of being a mother. So you got to like feed your kids and go to work and deal with the workplace drama of it. And I think the the part that really, like, really hit me was the fact that, you know, before we look this up, the the fictionalized version of Catherine had to go half a mile to use the bathroom. And then she has to go home to her kids and tuck them into bed at night. I was like, oh, man, like. To. To her kids that she's a superhero, you know, she's like she's doing it. She's paving a way for these children and they have no idea the kind of stuff she has to deal with at work. Maybe they have some semblance of understanding because she is, you know, a black woman in the world. And like these kids have to experience that because of where they live and the time they're living in. But the fact that she's experiencing that as well, and then she has to go and put on a brave face for them. It was just really, uh, really inspiring, you know? And, Thank you to America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh, for partnering with us. It's always great to partner with people whose services you actually use because as someone like me who's always juggling a packed schedule between filming and editing, finding time for healthy eating can be a challenge. That's where HelloFresh has been a game changer for my life. With HelloFresh, I get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and delicious recipes delivered right to my doorstep so I don't have to step outside. It's revolutionized my home cooking experience, making it not just easy, but super enjoyable and affordable. Keyword, I recently tried their delicious barbecue pineapple flatbreads and their zucchini pomodoro penne bake both were mouthwateringly delicious and fit perfectly with my pescatarian lifestyle pescatarian <laughs> so offensive. and asking my friends who love meat HelloFresh has an incredible variety tempts me to be a meat eater again people I know have really recommended their lemon parsley chicken paylard I think is how you pronounce it and the fuego chicken fajita tacos regardless HelloFresh menu has something for everyone but of course it's not just about the food it's about saving time too not having to wait in line at a grocery store or even self checkouts on fast enough these days. The convenience of having everything delivered pre-portioned right to your door is priceless, especially with our quick and easy meals like 15-minute recipes, spending less time in the kitchen and more time doing what I love, which is filming and editing. So here's the deal. If you want a great way to support the channel and also support, you know, having a new lifestyle, a healthy, affordable lifestyle in the year 2024, go to HelloFresh.com slash Rejects Free and use code Rejects Free for free breakfast for life. You heard that right. One breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. Free breakfast for life for HelloFresh.com slash rejects free use promo code rejects free try it out and let me know your favorite dishes stay healthy and let's keep enjoying those movies and shows all right reject nation let's get real for a moment running this channel is incredible but managing finances especially taxes and budgeting both for the channel and my personal life can be overwhelming that's where rocket money has been a financial lifesaver for me even before i ever partnered up with them like i said i've been very fortunate to be working with brands whose products i already use so it's a win-win for a walk but it can be a win-win for you too because there's a reason i use them rocket money 
is a personal finance app that simplifies managing money by canceling unnecessary subscriptions, lowering bills, and crafting a budget that fits your specific lifestyle. For someone like me who can easily lose track of expenses throughout every single day of the month, it's been eye-opening to see where I was overspending, stuff I don't use that I kept paying for, especially apps. Man, I had way too many apps. Rocket Money does the heavy lifting by analyzing your spending, then customizes notifications to help you stay within your budget goals. It's not just about saving money. It's about actively seeing and feeling your financial progress. It's a great feeling. They track your monthly subscriptions too. So many free trials I've signed up for that I forgot to, you know, get rid of before the free trial was done. Making it super easy to cancel the ones you don't use. A couple of clicks and you're putting money back in your pocket. I'm telling you, have you ever found hidden subscriptions or pay for services you forgot about? Because Rocket Money is a huge asset in helping to uncover those and even negotiate some of my bills down to up to like 20%. So if you're ready to take control of your finances and there's no better time than now because it is the beginning of the year, check out Rocket Money and see how much you could be saving. Stop wasting money on things you do not use. So to help support the channel and help support your wallet, visit rocketmoney.com slash rejects. Rocket Money currently has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. They've helped me and I'm confident they'll do the same for you. That's rocketmoney.com slash rejects. Your bank account will thank you. I, I liked all the stuff that we got to experience. I... The reason why I said earlier, because like you, you f- know that it's two years, but I think a lot of, because the stuff with Mahershala Ali and her was like it was in smaller bits. If that whole romance aspect felt a little fast for me, I was like, they met and then he's coming to dinner and then they're getting married. And I was like, oh, damn. OK, this is like boom, boom, boom. They had good chemistry. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like I would have liked to seen more of that, you know, and yeah, I, it is a little disheartening to find out that they weren't actually really good friends in real life. And I think something I would have liked to have seen addressed is the fact that um, Octavia Spencer's character's achievement had an adverse effect on affecting Catherine. And we didn't really touch on that at all during the movie. But, you know, I don't it's not directly her fault for going after something that she wanted to be the supervisor while she was trying to gain respect within uh, the room. Yeah, of these, I mean, uh, of these crafts. She knew that she that they were going to figure it out. So if she figured it out, she could help bring everyone along with her. Yeah, yeah. So that was like the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, man. I, I I agree with you. I, I I still think because of the time it takes place, and that I I weirdly didn't question if that was true. If she had to like go go to the bathroom. Um, yeah, I'm like, yeah. That it. sounds like a thing that someone would probably have to endure that a black woman would probably have to endure in a workplace like this yeah. during this time. And, and as much as this is like the PG movie, uh, cause it's like a family accessible version of this story, mm-hmm. which is why I, I give a lot of it a pass because it is, and granted, I'm not, I, I cannot talk from the black experience of, of watching a movie like this. I cannot talk from the African-American experience of it. I, I'm watching from that lens of like, it's a PG movie, so I know they're going to like tone down a lot of like what the day-to-day really felt like during this time, yeah. you know? So as much as they dramatize certain aspects to hammer in, like even how in the Fact versus Fiction page they were explaining how, you know, Catherine didn't even really feel the racism. And that's probably because she... I can imagine, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption here. I, I don't really like to make assumptions. I'm going to, um, I would imagine that when you grow up in a state like that, being a black woman, you probably deal with all kinds of shit all the fucking time. That this is probably like so minimal in comparison. That's like, yeah, no, it's hap- it's here. But 
I'm not that affected by it <laughs> because yeah. I've dealt, I deal with so much worse on a day to day basis, you know? So I can imagine that that, that is probably it. So you do need like the drama for your specific narrative that you're going to tell because you, otherwise people aren't going to really, if, if we did the super realistic version, people probably wouldn't show up for the movie. Um, <laughs> you know, Maybe. it might not be as interesting enough, uh, you know, unless you're like Christopher Nolan making the film. Yeah. White saving their black story. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, if it was a realistic version of the film, like none of this would would correlate because yeah. all the stuff happened at different times. So I will judge it as a narrative. Yeah. And as a narrative, I I do think that uh, yeah, I I kind of do wish because you start off with the three women mm-hmm. and they do seem like they really just. Splinter off. Splinter off. And <laughs> I wish there was a bit of a stronger connective bow to them. Yeah. Because them I, would, together again. I would kind of forget about uh, Octavia Spencer and Janelle Monae. Yeah. I, I forget I, about Mon- Mon- Janelle Monae more than Octavia Spencer because I felt like her was like the C or D story of this whole movie. Exactly. There was, yeah, it was just two hours and seven minutes. I feel like there was a lot going on for that amount exactly. of time. Cause they're like, yeah, there's their stories and stories of the church, the stories of what's going on in with civil rights. And then there's her getting married, you know, on top of that or her relationship. And yeah, the, also the, I guess it was just to establish, but I thought the, her being like this young prodigy in the twenties up to her adulthood would be more like relevant. Yeah. But, I Cause so, like yeah. seeing her, seeing her see the, the shapes and geometry, I was like, I guess that's just a, a starting point, like an entry point to, to show how long she's been this smart. But I was like, yeah, I think, you know, maybe her being doubted everyone. Okay. Everyone in the black community was super supportive of these three women being like these, uh, these forward, smart you know i'm sure they said the pay wasn't great but still i i think that i don't maybe because it's a pg movie they don't want any like additional like layers on top of the fact that you know they're these black women within this uh this world of of nasa and like being a minority in that part but also push back from within the community as well a lot of complicated things but yeah and it was nice to see you know supportive black husbands or black romantic uh people in this as you were kind of saying in the movie a lot of the times these movies will you know like like i got an alcoholic black husband or boyfriend or something you know that's that's something that's something i will i will say like there wasn't it was very hollywood eyes but it wasn't like the stereotypical movie in which we see where it's like you know about like drugs or like the baby mama drama or like all of this stuff like granted which is which is obviously real people's experiences but i liked that it the light in which uh these women were painted in in this movie i love that they had a straight up white savior moment that makes me so happy (laughs) they completely made that shit up it's crazy that dude wasn't even real it's probably like one of the biggest moments of the movie (laughs) (laughs) and it's such a big moment and he's three he's three different guys and right away you were like that probably didn't happen <laughs> right away you said it i'm like yeah it probably didn't happen and you look at it i'm like it's gonna even exist and it's such a big moment in the movie <laughs> Insane. It's such a crowning achievement look what i've done <laughs> oh it's so funny wow that cracks me up that was a great moment though it was it was good i like that shit i do i eat it up it's just, i eat it up 
yeah. with the cliches. Because, well, like, I think the movie is, is very, for a movie that starts off about, like, geometry and shapes, I, I, what I respect very much so is the, the way this movie's framed. I, I think there's the, I think the cinematography in this movie is the kind of thing that could easily be overlooked. But there's a, there's a lot of, like, wide framing that they do throughout where I felt like every shot was actually really composed, but it wasn't done in a way that was to, like, go look at me, I'm a cool director, you know, <laughs> but it's still shot really well. Like yeah. every shot is really well composed, but it doesn't feel flashy or self-indulgent. It's a little self-indulgent in the writing, but not so much in the actual directing they did. And even though Kevin Costner was made up, guys, I actually did a really great job. No, the performance was great. I thought Kevin Costner was excellent. I I, I really liked him a lot. Um, they, uh, <laughs> no, no, bold, no, no, no boldness on the... It made him like the the only really nice white guy on NASA is Kevin Costner. <laughs> All he cares about just is science, like, space, and equal rights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because you're like, there's no way you're the only one. The fact you're the only one makes me go. There must have been other people who were cool with black people, or you had <laughs> or it's totally bullshit that you were the only one who was nice yeah uh, I, um as we were watching i realized i'm like i don't think kristen dunce has any other scenes with anybody else in this movie yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too. and that's the other pitfall of the movie they go into white redemption like racist redemption yeah. character mode with, with some of these people you know and um like look they can change we all can change yeah <laughs> We should that, accept black view. That <laughs> quote, oh, that was such a terrible quote for that director. But man, that cheese, I love the cheese in the moment. I really do. I, I, I can acknowledge it because it is one of those things where you're like, oh, it is the line. It, it, it is the line that uh, Octavia Spencer has, the, the bar that she drops of, uh, of when Kirsten Dunn says, I have nothing against, you know, y'all. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, uh, I know you believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facts. And that's kind of this movie. <laughs> this movie believes that everything it's doing is great. <laughs> and, and that it's, it's well-intentioned. <laughs> it's like they... So when I'm watching this film, I'm going, well, it, it's got... It's a heart's in the right place, I think. <laughs> they think their heart's in the right place. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay, I guess. Look at us. <laughs> Look, let's pat ourselves on the back for this one, guys. At the end of the day, they're saying, don't be racist. And <laughs> we can't be wrong with that. Don't be racist. Believe in black woman and science. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it did introduce to a really cool story with yeah. and, and with great performances from particularly, um, what's her name? Taraji? I don't know. Her, Taraji I, P. Henson. Tara that is her name. I don't know why I guess, that, I guess myself. The bathroom scene or the reveal of... The, when she's talking to Kevin Costner, I'm like, that's your Oscar moment. That's your Oscar scene right that's there. That's what I mean. That moment right there, I was, I got distracted going, this is totally like Oscar, Oscar scenes here. <laughs> that, that's like, the scene they play great, at the Oscars. Like, great speech, <laughs> but totally, <laughs> totally aware what this scene I'm looking at is right now. <laughs> like really well done. <laughs> but I'm also hyper aware that, this is your Oscar bait scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, something I wanted to see. the um, If this was up for an Oscar, the costume. You're going to charge me for overtime? We're about to go 20 seconds away from <laughs> two and a half armor. <laughs> We're going to say that it was nominated for an Oscar. Oh, let's want to see if it's nominated for anything. We can find out. Yeah. 
Let's find out. I don't have to, a whole bunch of other stuff to do after this round. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's find out. All right. Oscar. Let's go. Let's go. What were you, were you nominated for anything? What do you look nominated for three Oscars? Ah, costuming is one of them. I know it. I hope so. And Kevin Costner was nominated. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. You can see it happening. Didn't Sandra Bullock win for The Blind Side? Did she? Yeah. Thanks for what for. I've never seen it. I gotta watch it. Especially now. I watch it by myself. I don't care. <laughs> Damn you, internet load. Okay, here we go. Oh, dude, it was nominated for Best Picture. Was it really? I thought it was good. I don't think it was Best Picture good. Octavia Spencer got... Oh, Best Supporting Actress. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, no costume ones? I mean, Octavia Spencer's like Oscar Darling. She won for The Help. Oh, such a white savior movie. <laughs> Still need to watch Great the movie, though. <laughs> I, I, I love that movie. <laughs> Problematic, way more problematic than this movie. Really? Oh yeah. When you look up that shit, freaking um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Viola Davis like says that like that was a mistake for her to make that movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yo, she's so know that. good at it. <laughs> what? She says she shouldn't have made it. That's yeah, crazy. Something, something along the lines. It's pretty much like disowning the film. Oh wow. Okay. Now that makes me want to watch it more. And the writer. Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay. I could have sworn it was nominated for costuming. Well. 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 Got nominated for something. So I'm half right. Dude. Dude. Mahershal Lee won Best Actor at the BET Awards. Are you serious? For He's showing barely up. barely in the movie. Showing up and being pleasant. He's just, <laughs> just nice. He's just a nice black man. That's all he. Whatever. I'm sure there's an actor more deserving that year. Oh, it's because it's shared with um, Luke Cage. Because he had like a multiple amount of roles that year, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. All right. All right. Okay. That makes more sense. Right. Is that, He's is that what this Cage. movie's telling me? That was my introduction. It was Luke Cage? Oh, my God. He's in one of the I best White Savior movies. Green Book. Have you seen that? Green Book's great. I love that movie. Best White One of the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's a buddy movie. It's yeah. It's a road trip buddy movie. Oh, my God. But it's. He's fantastic in that movie. He's, he is. He won the Oscar, as he should have. As he should have. And um, and and um, when when the director won Best Picture, I don't think he even thanked Mahershala Ali. Oh wow! Of course he didn't. Of that course is he didn't. White. <laughs> white. Thanks for getting me here. Savior. <laughs> Savior movie. Best one. Oh, oh God. God. We could have had a more nuanced uh, discussion about it, but I, I think we I think we did our job. We, we were, did. It. We were honest. And uh, I liked it. What would you give it out of 10, Aaron? Let's this. I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I'm probably there with you. Yeah. Seven. What's that, Rod Tomatoes? That's a great movie, though. Which one? American Fiction. Mm. Thanks for watching a movie. I know. I know. <laughs> this is my fourth favorite movie of 2023. <laughs> Damn, dude. 93% all the, out of 50,000 people. Wow. Um, they're, they're. How many of them are white? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's do, a whole, let's do a whole new review. <laughs> oh, God.
That's crazy. It's a true triumph. I'm just going to type in an important film. What if we're like the only ones who like had slight issues with it? Uh, I thought it was a good movie. The wrong lesson white people learn from white savior. <laughs> yeah, no, man, it's a good movie. Yeah, I thought all the, all the leads were great. You know, it's just the the moving around of times and, and creating a story. Hey, it's a crowd-pleasing good time. I had a fun time, Aaron. It's a feel-good movie. I had a fun time. Feel-good movie. Inspired. All righty, guys. Well, what do you think about Hidden Figures? Leave your thoughts down below. Be sure to, uh, should I watch The Blind Side? You should, you should watch The Blind Side. Watch The Blind Side. And then talk good. about how that movie's problematic. Nah. <laughs> Dude, there's a crowd pleaser. White savior movies are meant to be crowd pleasers. <laughs> they are. That's what they all Just are. Just enjoy them and don't think they're about meant it. To be, they're meant to be like, yeah. <laughs> it's meant to ease your white guilt. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think the intention of white savior movies too <laughs> is to inspire white people to not be racist. <laughs> That's the genius of them, Aaron. We're not so bad. It's okay. Is that look, look, doesn't it feel good to not be, to not be racist? We could be like that. Like, wow, I shouldn't be racist. That's cool. It works. I think it's a great movie. Uh, leave your thoughts down below. Hidden Figures 2. Catherine will return. Maria Hammond. Maria, it was your birthday recently, so wanted to say happy birthday to you. And for 2024, we got to send you a gift. Yes, we do. What are we realistically going to send her? A puppy. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, your we, responsibility. We don't want it. We found it on the street. Yes, Take it. Please. Take it. Is it alive? We just packed it in a UPS box, yeah, taped it. Holes in it. Yeah. Like fragile. Here's a bowl of water. Hopefully it doesn't fall it over. Doesn't spill all over this thing. Um, oh, goodness. We could get her something commemorative. We could name a star after her. That's not a bad gift, John. You know, I'm saying, like, I mean, of all the things to commemorate Will your it life. Will cost more than what she pays every month for Un- Undoubtedly. So, you know what? We'll have then to it's have a her increase It's a financial law. Yeah. If you can increase liability. your pledge so we can get we you can the get star. You this gift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you only have to pay for it once. So, like, you know, you don't subscribe to the star. Unfair. So See what you, you know. didn't. You wanted the star, and now you just took advantage of us. Made yeah. it seem like you were giving, but now we got to give you a gift. Once oh, you fully Thanks, paid off your gift. Thanks. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> no, we appreciate you. We're going to get you something. Are you thinking about it? But no, thank you for being such an amazing human being. Here's to another 78 more years At of least minimum. enjoying. I'm not saying you're 78. I was just throwing out a random number. Just to stay alive for at least that no much more time. Because no one lives past like 80 on average, right? Yeah, it's like the going rate right now. What is the average person? Maria, let's make this really fun for your birthday. <laughs> John. What is the average mortality? Yeah, rate? John, type it in. What is the average mortality rate? What is the average? Uh, yeah. Average. I really don't know how old, how old is I have no idea. Twenty twenty-three. 
Okay, so we're getting close. 73.16 years, according to Quora. Okay. The so average life expectancy I in the world you, right now. I hope you be the first person. What is the oldest person I've ever lived? Who's 70, the oldest? Actually, 70 years for men and 75 for women. Uh, so. Yeah, okay. They got less problems. That's why. That's right. Much more relaxed What's, life. What is the oldest person? <laughs> How old is the current oldest person in the world? 160. Wow. Oh, you can beat them. All right, Maria. They're yeah. only 116 years old. They live in Spain. Their name's also Maria. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It was meant to be. Maria, you got to be the new dominant extended life, Maria. Yes. If you could just make it to 118, I think you got a good <laughs> amount of distance between the next runner up. So we're going to do whatever it takes. That's what we're going to do. We're going to send you an IV. We're going to get cells. you cryo-frozen. Yes. We're going to uh, send you some vitamins. We're going to get you some, uh, oh, oh, that. Whatever it takes to get that you. That baby blood stuff that people are always freaking out about. Yeah. People talk about quality of life, not quantity. Hell with that. Yeah. I don't care how miserable you get. I don't care if you develop some debilitating disease over the next couple of years and you're just <laughs> like, oh, my God, just put me out of my misery. No, uh, we will trap you. We're going to get you that hydrochrome. Even if we have to just keep your head alive in a tank like Futurama, we will do yes. it to oh make God. sure you make it to one. That's your gift. That's you your gift. put your head over your here gift on the is set. not letting you die. <laughs> yes, your gift is forced immortality. Uh, yeah. It's good. So, yeah. Happy birthday, Maria. Love you. Love you. You've been an absolute gem in our lives, and you, you know damn well that we know that. So thank you, my dear. 